0: And then another big thing that happens at this point is pumping. And this is another reason why I think it's important to get your pump as soon as you possibly can, even if you don't think you're going to use it. Like even if you end up not needing it, it's still just good to go ahead and have on hand just in case, because I've been in a lot of situations where people, you know, they were like, well, I'm going to exclusively breastfeed. So I didn't buy a pump. And then their baby goes to the NICU and they get discharged before their baby gets discharged, which is also really difficult on you emotionally and the stress of it all.
1: You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the knowledge and confidence you need to erase the unknowns of pregnancy and birth and rock the newborn days like a boss. My name is Liesel Team. I'm a fellow mom, labor and delivery nurse, and your host. Each week on this podcast, you'll hear a mix of birth stories, expert interviews, and other fun pregnancy and birth related content. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now let's get into this week's episode. This week on the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, I had the opportunity to interview Erica Campbell, who is a mom of two, registered nurse, and international board certified lactation consultant. Erica is also the face behind the growing Instagram platform at The Milk Manual. This is where she aims to make lactation education chill and attainable for all. We all like some chill education. (laughs) If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know that I've had the chance to chat with quite a few different CLCs and IBCLCs. So I wanted to make sure that this interview took on a unique and new angle in the realm of breastfeeding. So what we did is we broke down our interview into two main topics today, preparing for lactation during pregnancy and then navigating breastfeeding and the NICU, which is actually one of Erica's specialties. In the episode, you'll learn more about Erica and her platform, find out what she recommends for breastfeeding prep during pregnancy, learn about the benefits of hand expression during pregnancy, and then we'll get into lactation and the NICU. I'm so excited to tell you about a pregnancy app that you must, must download to help you ease your journey to motherhood. If you're pregnant, postpartum, or trying to conceive, you might have discovered that this period in time can create a bit of stress and anxiety, even for the most prepared parents. That's why I'm delighted to tell you about Expectful. Expectful is the mental health app for before, during, and after pregnancy. Seriously, this app has so much for your mental health, and it was designed by a team of perinatal experts, holistic wellness practitioners, and moms who have experienced it all. You simply enter your due date or your baby's birthday and receive weekly custom content throughout your pregnancy and postpartum journey. Expectful has a broad selection of over 3,000 meditations with unique collections for cycle tracking, IVF, birth and labor prep, nursing and pumping, postpartum depression, and more. And they also have daily live events and Q&As with lactation consultants, nutritionists, pediatric sleep specialists, pelvic floor therapists, and maternal mental health experts. They even include a hypnobirthing course that has received five-star reviews from thousands of moms. With Expectful's free seven-day trial, it's a no-brainer to give it a try. You can find Expectful in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. And if you use the code MLN25OFF, that's M-L-N-2-5-O-F-F, either on the app or at expectful.com, you'll get 25% off your annual membership. Go to the App Store or expectful.com today to start your free trial. And now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, Erica. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thanks so much for being here today with me. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. Can you start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and where you're from, what you do yes. all that good stuff? Mm-hmm. So
0: my name is Erica. Obviously, I am an IBCLC, a lactation consultant in Houston, Texas. I've been a lactation consultant for five years now, but before that I worked as a mother baby nurse for five years and I started my nursing career actually in the operating room, but this was always my passion. So I'm really just very excited to work where I work and do what I do. Yeah, that's pretty much like the professional aspect of who I am.
1: Yeah. Cool. And what about, Hey, we can get personal. You got any pets? You got a, you know, partner, spouse, what's going on at home? Yeah. I live here. I have
0: my husband. We have a dog. I have two children. They are five and six. And I breastfed both of them for like, 13 months, both of them, 14 months, something like that. Yeah. But they're old now and it's May. So I'm like, we're like in the crazy season of school oh, evening. Yeah. And you know, I don't oh, know yeah, why I May is it. so wild.
1: It is. It's so wild. And I, I of yeah. course I decided to schedule a bunch of like just trips and stuff in May as well. And just I was not thinking when I did yes. that. But I yes. don't know what it is mean either. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> All right, well, today, guys, obviously, this podcast episode, we're going to be talking about breastfeeding stuff. You know, most of the people who listen to this podcast are pregnant, or they just had their babies. So let's talk about some, like, prep during pregnancy that you can do. If you know that your goal is to breastfeed, is there really anything that you can do? And we've talked about this some, but is there really anything that you can do during your pregnancy to kind of set you up for success and, you know, prep for breastfeeding after you give birth?
0: Absolutely, there is. And I love this question, because I feel like a lot of us, you know, we think, oh, it's going to be natural, it's going to be easy, we just kind of go with the flow about it. And while I do think there is an aspect of feeding your baby that you should go with the flow, I also feel like it's so important to like plan. And I think planning can sometimes help with the expectations going forward, especially, you know, just how mentally taxing it can be, how emotionally taxing it can be. And just having even a plan for how you overcome hardships. So with just if you decide, hey, you know what, I want to breastfeed. I feel like the first thing you could do, and this might be like hit or miss, but talk to your OB about it. See what kind of information they can provide you with. A lot of times it's not discussed, you know, in your prenatal visits or anything like that. But I know a lot of people would love to talk more about it. I would take a breastfeeding class if you can. I have one on my site, but also lots of hospitals offer them for free. So if your hospital offers one, I would say take one of those. Definitely reading some books on breastfeeding. And I do have a post on that as well. But there's lots of books that really go down to like the nitty gritty of just how to do it. And it's not even necessarily like how to do it, but it's more like, you know, reasons your supply could be impacted, things that you can like you know, say like you're in the hospital and you get a lot of fluids, like how to combat those type of things and also still be able to breastfeed. So I think the biggest thing is is like taking a class, asking questions. If you have it in your like budget or if it's a feasible thing to do, even reaching out to a lactation consultant and doing a prenatal visit beforehand. But if not, if you aren't able to do those things in a class, reading some books, also getting your breast pump through insurance.
1: Yeah, that's really important. Yeah. And usually you can do that a uh, week. I don't know, thirty, thirty something. Yeah, that time up towards. And the it's end, in that final you know. trimester. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are good tips. And I mean, we preach the same thing: like prep, 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 mm-hmm. right? And I liked what you said about the getting with an IBCLC too. I know not the pediatrician that I'm currently with, but the one I was seeing before, they had lactation like on staff, and so I was tell people nice. that too. When you're, sh- yeah, when you're shopping around for a pediatrician. If they have lactation consultants on staff, like that might be something to look for because then you go to the pediatrician, you can, a lot of times they'll yes. say, oh, Do you want to see lactation after our visit? So that's also another thing to kind of like keep in mind while you're pregnant, like in shopping around for a pediatrician.
0: That's really smart, actually. That's a really good piece of advice. Yeah,
1: I want you to bust a myth for me, though, because I get this question all the time. People are like, what can I do for my nipples? How do I prep my nipples for breastfeeding?
0: (laughs) You know what? It's so wild to me that that, like, old wives tale or whatever is still going around. Um, yes. I had never heard of it until I started doing this as a job where people were like, Oh, you know, my mother-in-law told me the reason why it hurts so much now is because I didn't prep my nipples beforehand. But yeah, like you said, that's just a huge myth. You don't need to do any type of physical prep for the most part. I will say we'll probably talk about it later, but like prenatal antenatal hand expression is yeah. different, but you don't technically really need to do any physical roughing up your nipples. Like someone recently told me that their mother-in-law told them to put sandpaper on their nipples. And I was like, nope, I've heard that's that. not cool. Like, no, definitely do not do any of those things.
1: Yeah. And to say too, like when you're nursing, it should not feel like there's sandpaper on your nipples. So why exactly. are we putting sandpaper like feelings on our nipples before? Yes. Reverse? Exactly. Crazy. All right. Well, let's talk about some expectations versus reality. Can you speak a little bit to that? I know that a lot of times you, I think there's kind of like two trains of thought. So you either go into breastfeeding like you're going to wing it, you know, you're like, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, it is what it is. Or you go into like breastfeeding with like really, really high expectations, then it goes sideways, you know?
0: Yes. So I also feel like this is another reason to, Do read the books, take the classes and kind of do your research in the prenatal period, because I feel like, and this is just my personal feeling, so like, don't quote me or do quote me, but you know, it's not like scientifically proven or anything. But I think a lot of times, first of all, motherhood obviously comes with a lot of heaviness and fat in like, in the fact that we have expectations of what we want and what we don't want and a lot of people have carried this feeling of breastfeeding almost being synonymous with being a good mother or breastfeeding being the sole purpose of motherhood like if there was a pie chart so i feel like some people would give breastfeeding 80% of that pie chart when in fact it's really not it is a very big thing and you are doing it all day every day but it's not the only aspect of motherhood so A lot of times when I meet people for the prenatal aspect, I do like to talk to them about what their expectations are. I do think having goals is very healthy. I'm a a goals girly. I love having goals. But I also think it's really important to have short-term goals and know that you can take a day-to-day. And if your plan changes that's okay. Your goals can shift along the way. And we have to kind of open ourselves up for that flexibility, especially with breastfeeding. But yeah, I think, like you said, some people go into it and they're like, it is what it is. And then other people go into it where it's like, I'm going to breastfeed and that's the only option. And I feel like there's definitely a healthy middle where we should be. I'm not saying ever like you give up on breastfeeding or anything like that. But I think it's important for our mental health, especially a lot of people's mental health to just go in knowing, yes, this will be hard. Here's how I've prepared. Here's my plan B if things aren't working out. Here's my plan C. Here's how I'm going to take care of myself as well. So a lot of that prep and getting ready for breastfeeding, I feel like is also just kind of making sure you take care of yourself in that space.
1: Totally. I love it. And let's touch on the fact that breastfeeding is such a learning curve too. It is. Yeah. I know that there is a ton that you can do in terms of prep, but I always use this example that pumping is the Mm -hmm. kind of thing that you can learn some things, but like Mm -hmm. pumping is the kind of thing that it's so hard to learn anything until you you actually have your hands on your pump and you're 100%. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like people will have a pump and be like, can you
0: explain this? Or, you know, like when I used to work in the hospital, they would bring their pumps and I'm like, well, you don't need to pump just in this moment, but we can go over it. But it's going to be different in the actual moment of using it. Or when people ask how to use it whenever they're pregnant, I'm like, baby, let's just take it (laughs) one day at a time. Like we are trying to cross up too many boxes and I get the eagerness for the pump. But yeah, it is one of those things you do learn over time. What did you ask again? I I like get on really long tangents, girl. I'm superpower.
1: Don't, superpower don't of mine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I I always ask that question. I'm like, wait. So what was the original question? <laughs> They're like, no, it was this. So it's fine. So I spoke to a learning curve, and I said that there is such a learning curve when you yes. first start breastfeeding, and I think it's even more evident with pumping, but like there's so much I feel like I learned with my first one right Mm -hmm. after, you know, starting breastfeeding, but there was still so much that I learned with my second one for the second time and going through it for a second time and learning like on the way. So I think like, again, there's two groups of people. There's Mm -hmm. the super planners where you set your expectations super high and you're not anticipating that learning curve and then you might be the other route where you might deal with that learning curve so well but i think like if we name this episode like breastfeeding is a learning curve that should be the name of this episode because that's yeah. that i think that a lot of people don't recognize until they're mm-hmm. in it and i think it's important to say it too yeah. i think a learning curve is a better way
0: to put it than just like oh breastfeeding's hard like i feel like yes. a learning curve is yes. also giving the positivity to it that can help people, I think, stay focused on their goal. But yeah, it is such a learning curve. And like you said, you learn a lot with your first. You still learn a lot with your second. I have my kids really close in age. And I feel like, you know, as soon as I was done breastfeeding, six months later, I had another baby. So it wasn't yeah. like a a huge gap in between. But even once my second baby was born, I was like, oh, yeah, like the latch needs to be deeper. you know, just like little yep. things where I was like, oh, yeah. But also with it being a learning curve, I think it's important to talk about that more because of the whole concept of breastfeeding being quote unquote natural. And truthfully, I don't really like when people say breastfeeding is natural, only because, like, yes, I know it's natural, walking's natural, breathing's natural. I think a lot of times when other people are hearing it, they get that same that expectation, well, natural equals easy. When natural can still be a learning curve, you know? And also, (laughs) this is like, just again, me just not a scientific fact. But I also feel like as we advance as a society, especially technologically, we do stray a little bit less away from our natural aspects. Mm So I think it's okay for us to like, not feel that things are natural anymore because there's so much about our lives that aren't natural. So it's like, if you go to breastfeed and you hold your baby and you're like, this doesn't feel natural to me. A lot of people's gut feeling is guilt. Like, Oh, I felt guilty that this didn't feel natural, but it's like, girl, like we have communications via zoom. Like that's not natural. (laughs) Like there's so many things that we have done in this, in our lives nowadays that like, you know, our predecessors or whatever have not done. So it's like, I don't think it's bad to feel unnatural. Sometimes it's just, it's different and we haven't learned it. And it's a learning curve and you'll get there. Like eventually it'll feel good. It might not ever feel natural, but it'll feel the way it should feel for you.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get it. No, that's, a, that's yeah. a great way to put it. We don't live in a very natural world, I feel like.
0: We Why don't, we and are? it's okay. Like, it's, it's okay. okay. Exactly. I feel like sometimes, like, it sounds bad, but it's like, yeah, I'm on Zoom. Like, you know, <laughs> there's so many little aspects. Like, I'm on a cell phone all day. Like, there's so many little aspects of my life that I'm like, this is so probably, like, if somebody got on a time machine, they'd be like, "What?" Like, and it's to our benefit, obviously, and it's right. like to our demise that we aren't. But it is what it is. Like, we're thriving. I hear we you. Out, I hear we're you. We're out here living. Yeah. <laughs> so true.
1: All right, the sound of that baby crying means it's time for this week's segment of Birth It Up Babies. All right, this one says. Well, I did it. Bought your birth it up natural series. Listen to it while finishing off the nursery of baby number four. Cool. My husband listened to his section the weekend before my scheduled induction due to health concerns. I got my first unmedicated delivery and it was incredible. Oh, that's so cool. A hundred percent because I had a nurse and a husband who said I was capable and could do it. That is great to hear because gosh, like, your nurse and your support people, I'll say like your support people are so like vital to your experience. And that is one thing that I constantly am doing in my patient's room is I'm trying to keep the room full of positive vibes because there is nothing worse than a nurse taking care of you saying like, oh, you should just get an epidural or if you want an epidural, like you don't need it. Just like, I just don't like negative Nancy's. Sorry. (laughs) All right. Anyways, going back to this birth up baby. I was able to relax through all the contractions and was even laughing with my husband until transition hit. He felt so empowered and knew exactly how to support me baby was out before I could push or the doctor get there. Whoa. Well, that's not uncommon for a fourth baby, (laughs) but I love it. All right, everyone, I want to take a moment and talk a little more about our sponsor on today's episode. They are called Expectful. Expectful is the mental health app for motherhood. Whether you are trying to conceive, currently pregnant, you're preparing for labor, already have an infant or even older kids. Expectful also has content just for birthing people who have experienced a miscarriage or child loss. They really do offer something for everyone. Here at MLN, we know that pregnancy and birth come with a lot of what ifs. And when mamas aren't sure what to expect, they often enter labor and delivery, feeling anxious and unsure. But that doesn't have to be your story. From videos to live event classes, to wellness services like sleep coaches, nutritionists, fertility coaches, and more, you can use Expectful to find support for wherever you are in your journey to motherhood. And I don't just mean something you get on once or twice and don't use. No, I mean truly anxiety-reducing, stress-lowering support. Expectful is actually scientifically back and has been studied in the Journal of Midwifery and Journal of Perinatology. I actually personally used the Expectful app during my last pregnancy with Ryland. I had some really, really, really horrible pregnancy insomnia and honestly, listening to a guided meditation on their app was was one of the only things that helped me get back to sleep in the middle of the night. And we all know how critical sleep is for pregnancy. (laughs) But the one thing I really love about this app is that it provides a non-pharmacological low cost solution for reducing prenatal and postpartum stress. Their regular subscription is $69.99 for an entire year and they're HSA and FSA covered if you have it but we do have a special code for you today that I'm going to give you in just a second, so keep listening. All right, so one last thing, Expectful was actually awarded Best Pregnancy Meditation App by The Bump, and you all know that I love The Bump. (laughs) And there is a reason why Expectful has a 4.8 star rating with over 3,000 reviews on the App Store. It's because this app is simply invaluable during pregnancy. With Expectful's free seven day trial, it's a no brainer to give it a try. You can find Expectful in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. And if you use the code MLN25OFF, either on the app or at expectful.com, you'll get 25% off your annual membership. That takes the price down to just four thirty-seven dollars a month. Go to the App Store or expectful.com today to start your free trial. All right, well, let's move on to like hand expression. And I know This is a podcast, right? So we can't like really like do too many many visuals, but I think hand expression is so important to touch on because we like to talk about it and, you know, you know, as previous postpartum nurse, like, like to talk about it Mm -hmm. with our moms right after they deliver how beneficial it is, but you can learn about hand expression while you're pregnant and actually express some colostrum while you're pregnant too. So let's talk about Mm -hmm. that. Yes.
0: So that's kind of going into how we were saying before, you don't need to prep your body beforehand or anything like that. Now, antenatal hand expression, which is hand expression during your pregnancy is also an option to kind of harvest colostrum. Whenever you do this, it's usually recommended to wait until about 37 weeks on, because it can, for some people, cause uterine. I don't think contractions. Okay. I was like, I, I think it's contractions. Well, uterine, it causes Irritability and contractions. Yeah, smaller contractions, which can put you at risk for going into labor. So a lot of times if you plan to do something like this, it's really worth discussing with your OB, discussing with a lactation consultant who can work with you and just kind of monitoring. But I have had some clients who've done it before, which I was very impressed when I got to their house and saw like how much colostrum they had saved. But a lot of these same people, it was their second baby. So you know, they learned a lot more and they learned also that with their first, they were at risk for a low milk supply, which you can learn a lot from some of these books, like if you're at risk for a low milk supply or not. But a lot of people, when they realize like, oh yeah, with my first, I had a low milk supply for X, Y, and Z reasons. Now I'm doing hand expressing so I can get my milk kind of flowing a little faster, a little sooner.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who just did that. She just had her third baby and she brought it into, cause with her first two, she was exclusively pumping, but with her first two, she had the low supply. So she was like, I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and start harvesting. So, you know, we don't have to, and she was like, if we have to give formula, that's okay. But like mm-hmm. I have my milk, so I'm going to bring it into the hospital and a little freezer. Yeah. She was fine. Yeah. Good for her. That's really nice. Yeah. To be prepared so, like that. I know. So I love talking to moms about hand expression during pregnancy for that reason. Mm-hmm. But I know we don't have visuals but do you think we could talk about it a little bit like how yeah do we Yeah. So,
0: okay. I have a video on my Instagram too of how to do it. And then there's a really great video online. I can't think of the website, but anyways, I have one on my Instagram. So a lot of people think when they hand express that they're supposed to take their thumb and their pointer finger and pinch their nipple, but you don't want to do that. You actually start with your hands on your breast, like as close to your chest as not as close to your chest as possible, but like right in the middle, you want to grab onto your breast. Your fingers aren't on your areola. They're not on the nipples. They're like right on the outside of it. And and it's just a gentle compression, like almost like you're squeezing a stress ball. And a lot of people will try and slide their fingers down towards their nipple. And that's like one method, but really it's just using your hand, pushing back and then just compressing. Yeah. And it is again, a learning curve. It'll take some practice. I can even say for me, having worked in mother baby for so long, and then being a lactation and having my own children, it was still on my own body more difficult for me to do than it is for me to do on someone else's body. So totally. it's a it's a learning curve, but once you get the flow of it, you you really got it.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Totally. Yeah. I found the same thing. It's easier to do on other people, and when yes, I am doing it on myself, I'm like. I feel like doing this right. It's like your arms
0: also are have to be like awkwardly like moved in a way that it's just like my arms never been this way before. So why you know? Yeah, like again, it feels unnatural, but it's just like I've just never done it. So it just feels weird, you know? But once you get the flow of it, it definitely like I love teaching hand expression also, and I love people's faces when they do it by themselves for the first time and they're like, Oh my gosh, like it's so exciting to watch people learn a new skill by themselves and like really taking what I've said and like do it on their own. Yep. So yeah, I love to teach hand expression. I think it's a good, it's a good little party trick. It's a good little thing to have in your back pocket. Cause you just never yep. know when you're going to need it. Like yep. you could be really engorged at a concert or something and you might have to go to yep. the bathroom and like get it. You know, it's just a really good little skill to have as far as like, just in case like I need to get this milk
1: out. No, good point. And I, I remember when I was, I was still nursing my older one, he was older. So it wasn't, I wasn't engorged or anything, but I live in North Carolina. So there we have hurricanes here, like every Mm. every year and our power went out. And like, that was one thing that I talked about in my story of like, Oh, hand expression is a really good thing to learn. Just in case your power goes out and you're a puppy. You're pumping and you need to, you know, like that pump, you can't plug the pump then. Exactly.
0: You just never know. Like, it's just a good little reliable thing to
1: have in your pocket at
0: any situation, just in case.
1: Yep. Yep. No, totally. I know everybody's thinking this during pregnancy. How long do you even do it for first? Like, are you even going to expect any milk the first time? Like kind of what to expect?
0: With pregnancy, not a lot. So, yeah. you know, you're not going to, those bottles full of milk, we're not going to see that with colostrum, it's going to be way different. I'm not a hundred percent sure because I know every facility is different, but here in all the places that I've worked, if you are harvesting colostrum, it's like in syringes, like, yeah. you know, maybe even the first time you do it, getting like two milliliters, like it's truly not a lot, but a little goes a long way with colostrum and over time it does start to build up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good tip. So with hand expression, I know that one thing that I want to talk about is like how to bring it to the hospital. I know I talked about my friend who was bringing it in her little cooler pack, but if you're expressing it during pregnancy, I think an important thing for moms to know, it depends on where you are in pregnancy, but press milk, let's like go over some storage guidelines, right? Like breast milk is only good in the fridge for however long and only good in the freezer for however long. So if you're harvesting it, it is important to put it in the freezer because you don't know when you're going to deliver. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: I would definitely go straight to the freezer. Yeah. Especially, you know, yeah. Cause you just never know when you're going to need it. And yeah. like you said right now, the CDC guidelines, it's good in the fridge. I want to say the minimum is four days right now, yeah. or the average is about four days right now. So yeah, if you're not going to deliver for another three weeks, then go ahead and just put it in the freezer.
1: Stick it in the freezer. Yeah. Yep. And then most of my moms come in and they just have a cooler bag with them. Is that kind mm-hmm. of the what you've seen? Or, do you, yep. or have you seen where they have to get any sort of permission or anything?
0: So listen, I haven't, <laughs> but I'm also kind of like... Mm, it's your milk to give if you have to give it. Like it's right. not a drug, you know. Right. So it's like if you're going to give your baby two milliliters of colostrum, obviously you can communicate that. But at the same yeah. time, truthfully, I just
1: wouldn't even ask. I would just bring it in. Yeah. But that's agreed. just me. Yeah. No. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, let's talk about the NICU a little bit. Yeah. Um, because when we talk about bringing milk in, you know, a lot of these NICU moms are very familiar with with this. And pumping and all of that. So I love that you actually have an ebook all about lactation and the NICU because that can be very, very challenging. Right. And a lot of times when you're going into, you have a NICU baby, you're not anticipating that you're going to have a NICU baby. Right. Mm -hmm. So can we talk about maybe a few tips in terms of breastfeeding, pumping as it relates to NICU moms? For sure.
0: So some of the biggest things, like you said, it's just, you don't Plan for it. So yeah. I always just feel like this is one of those times to give yourself the most grace that you can because you didn't plan for it. And it is still, I feel like from the moment on, like it's going to be hard to plan for anything that's happening. So you kind of have to, again, take it day by day. And it involves a lot of communication with hospital staff and with nurses. And hopefully, if you have lactation consultants at your facility. So that's the number one thing is like being patient with yourself, remembering, like, Cause I think a lot of times people start to get worried that they're, you know, that expectation of motherhood that we have is all of a sudden gone and things are going to change and your expectations, the vision that you had isn't gone, but it is going to change its path a little bit. And then another big thing that happens at this point is pumping. And this is another reason why I think it's important to get your pump as soon as you possibly can, even if you don't think you're going to use it, like even if you end up not needing it. It's still just good to go ahead and have on hand just in case, because I've been in a lot of situations where people, you know, they were like, well, I'm going to exclusively breastfeed. So I didn't buy a pump. And then their baby goes to the NICU and they get discharged before their baby gets discharged, which is also really difficult on you emotionally and the stress of it all. And then they go home and then they have to call their insurance and start dealing with that added stress of getting a pump meanwhile they're not you know what I mean it's just a lot so whenever a baby is in the NICU it's going to be a lot of grace communication lots of pumping lots of skin to skin if you can lots of taking pictures of your baby like just having as much of your baby as you can when you can't be with them
1: yeah no that's a good tip and even for moms who are going back to work like Mm -hmm. Take lots of videos of your baby. I'm sure Mm -hmm. that's (laughs) most people don't have a problem with that. (laughs) But that's um, an easier one. Lots of videos and pictures to take with you, even like something, you know, of their clothing or something with their smell when you're pumping can help Mm -hmm. because it's such a different experience pumping, right? And you've probably seen this more than I have as a postpartum nurse but like it's such a different experience pumping like right next to your baby like in the same location as your baby versus like being at home you know so yes. much as much things you know to do with baby as we can bring along with us the better. uh-huh
0: yeah and some facilities even will allow you to pump at the baby's bedside so oh, if that's an option i always recommend doing that you know obviously if you can't do it every day that makes yeah. sense but trying it at least once or so
1: yeah, yeah. No, that's a very good tip. Well, this was a wonderful episode. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on with me. Thank you for having you tell, me. Yeah, can you tell our listeners where they can connect with you and get more from you? Because I know everybody's just you know obsessed with you now. It's-
0: <laughs> IBCLC. We want to go check out. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Come check me out. So on all social media platforms, it's at the Milk Manual on Instagram, TikTok. Pinterest. I don't have a Facebook. My website is at the Milk Manual. And on my website, I do have that NICU guide that helps navigate back to the NICU. Yeah, it's like a little over $10. So it's not very pricey. I also have a back to work guide that I just launched a week or so ago. There's a breastfeeding class, like a beginner breastfeeding class specifically if you plan to birth in a hospital because I took my experience of being you know hospital-based IBCLC and a nurse to kind of let you know like oh if you had a c-section like this can help and these so that is that course yeah and lots of good things on there if you ever want to be an IBCLC there's also more information about how to become one
1: there but yeah
0: yeah that's where you can reach me I'll be there all the time
1: Love it. Yeah, I I know how it is. I'm like, I'm on Instagram every day. This is (laughs) is exactly. Here I am, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Cool. All right. Well, we'll leave all of those links in the show notes page for people to check out. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and letting me be a part of your motherhood journey. It is truly an honor. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And I love hearing what you guys think of the podcast. So if you're liking what you hear or you have a suggestion, I'd be so grateful if you'd go ahead and leave me a review wherever you're listening to help more mamas just like you find the show. What do you think? Are you starting to feel a little more confident about your pregnancy and birth? Well, if you want more, be sure to head on over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast for today's show notes and a library of episodes so you can keep getting educated before your upcoming birth. And while you're over there, be sure to check out the blog and learn about our online birth classes. Find it all and more over at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. See you next week. Same time, same place.